0: Hello, and welcome to ADCES's podcast, The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. In each episode, we speak with guests from across the diabetes care space to bring you perspectives, issues, and updates that elevate your role, inform your practice, and ignite your passion. If you enjoy The Huddle, please take a minute to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. I'm Patty Scalzo, Director of Diabetes Technology Initiatives at the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists. Today, we are with Dr. Anastasia Albanese-O'Neal, O'Neill, is a nurse practitioner and a certified diabetes care and education specialist. Anastasia will be discussing her recent publication, The Role of the Diabetes Care and Education Specialist as a Champion of Technology Integration, and how important this role is to each of us. This paper is an ADCES position statement and is available in the April 2021 issue of The Science of Diabetes Self-Management and Care. To take a deeper dive into today's topic or to access additional research, visit diabeteseducator.org TSO. Anastasia will share tips and resources about how you can embrace your role and maximize your impact as the champion of technology integration in your practice setting. Dr. Anastasia Albanese O'Neill is a nurse practitioner and certified diabetes care and education specialist. She has spent over a decade in a large academic medical center where she was the director of clinical operations and diabetes education in the Division of Pediatric Endocrinology. She's now in private practice and working on projects that she's passionate about, including improving access to diabetes technology for all people with diabetes. She's been an active volunteer and advocate at many diabetes organizations, including ADCES, JDRF, and ADA for the past two decades. And she currently is serving as the chair of the ADCES Technology Committee. Today, we're going to be discussing the role of the Diabetes Care and Education Specialist as a Champion of Technology Integration, which is a recent position statement published in the Science of Diabetes, Self-Management, and Care. Welcome to the huddle, Anastasia. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today about this paper, and I know that you were the primary author on it. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what prompted this paper and, and what was the path to writing this paper?
1: Well, that is a great question because I think understanding where we've been helps us understand where we're going. So the birth of this paper really started a long time ago at the ADCES Tech Summit. And that was a summit to really look at the state of diabetes technology and the role of the diabetes care and education specialist in tech integration, among other things, and two important papers came out of that conference. One was called A Framework for Optimizing Technology, Enabled Diabetes, and Cardiometabolic Care and Education. This was led by Deb Greenwood. And there was a second paper called Technology Integration, The Role of the Diabetes Care and Education Specialists in Practice. And Diana Isaac was the lead author on that paper. And then parallel to those two papers, And as part of the vision for the specialty, ADCES updated the competencies for diabetes care and education specialists, and these updated competencies included diabetes technology. Let's face it, it's the future, and the future really is now as we look at the widespread use of diabetes technology in care, like CGM, automated insulin delivery, apps, smart pens, and other technology. All of these papers came out in 2020, and if you haven't read them yet, Now really is the time to sort of get those in your library, download them, and have a look. Now, you would think with all these publications, another paper wasn't necessary. But after some talk within ADCES among the volunteers, we realized there was a need for a call to action. So the papers I've mentioned are extraordinary because they include very practical information. For example, a process called the ICC, the Identify, Configure, and Collaborate model, and very specific ways um, to use that model in clinical care and education. But there was still some concern that diabetes care and education specialists might not see themselves, see themselves in a leadership role. Now, We all know healthcare practices can be hierarchical, and it can be intimidating uh, to be the person who advocates for change. But I will tell you, I've I've worked many places and well-run organizations, embrace leaders at all levels. So the goal of the position statement is really, it's a call to action, reminding diabetes care and education specialists that they are perfectly positioned to be the champion of diabetes technology in their practice setting and really encouraging to take the leap into that role if they haven't already.
0: Thank you. And those other papers that you had discussed, um, we are going to attach these to the podcast resources too, so people can access them there as well. But I really too wanted to point out that ADCES's position is that diabetes care and education specialists should play a central role in establishing and maintaining technology-enabled care in a variety of practice settings to optimize outcomes for people with diabetes and cardiometabolic conditions. So we're including primary care, endocrinology, any of the areas, you know, that people with diabetes who utilize technologies are accessing care. So that's a lot to learn. And with the DCES being that advocate and resource, what advice would you give to the DCES who might feel overwhelmed by technology?
1: Yeah, you know, I hear you, Patty. I get it. Things have changed dramatically in diabetes care and education, and that can be overwhelming. But I look at it this way. If I, as a diabetes care and education specialist, am not equipped, or if my clinical practice, wherever that is, wherever that is, whether it's primary care or a specialty clinic, if we are not equipped to offer people with diabetes a technology that might significantly improve their outcomes, and I can tell you, I don't often talk about it, but I have a daughter with diabetes who I've seen the change, and I'm talking both in terms of clinical outcomes like fewer lows or meeting glycemic targets and quality of life. If I don't offer people with diabetes these technologies, then I'm contributing to inequities and disparities in diabetes care. Let's face it. If people are not offered technologies they can benefit from, then we create sort of a a technological divide. So that's what motivates me. But I get it. It can be intimidating, especially if you work in a practice where you don't have technology integrated into your clinical process and your educational paradigm. So what can you do on an individual level to gain knowledge? Well, start small. You are sitting in or listening to, maybe you're out for a walk listening to an ABCES webinar. Utilize DanaTech. It is a wealth of information, not just academic information, but actually you can get certified on some technologies. There are real opportunities in Dana Tech to learn. Attend a conference. A lot of conferences are still virtual. You don't have to travel anywhere, even though you might be aching to travel. But attend a conference and attend every single session on the technology track. Familiarize yourself with the objective data on outcomes. We have some real data that shows how diabetes technology is effective in improved outcomes and as well as quality of life and, frankly, also provider satisfaction. And again, look at Dana Tech. It's not just training videos. You can find the evidence there that you can familiarize yourself with, and then you can use it to make your case. Um, join the ADCES technology uh, community of interest. You'll get information right to your email box. In fact, this morning, I got a notification about a really cool technology, um, automated insulin technology, using some additional um, things to see if we can reduce the need for carb counting before meals. Still in the research space, but very cool.
0: So those are really wonderful resources, Anastasia. Thank you for sharing those. And how do you think the diabetes care and education specialists can begin to build support for technology in their practice and how to really implement a data-driven practice?
1: It's another great question. So if you are a diabetes care and education specialist and you find yourself in a clinic without established processes for diabetes technology use, this is really, again, the opportunity to serve in a leadership role as the technology champion. And the choice of technology should be individualized to meet the needs of the people with diabetes that you serve. So start by partnering with clinical leadership to identify technologies, or at first, maybe a single technology that would result in better outcomes and satisfaction for a majority of the people that you serve. And after you've identified the technology, assess the practice's capacity. And you can do that in partnership with leadership. You want leadership on board so that you've got an advocate at a higher level. So involve them from the very start would be my recommendation. I'd start small with a pilot project um, to implement a specific technology. And again, choose what fits your practice setting and then define some target outcomes before you get underway. And this could be all kinds of things. Um, Do people who start using the technology continue using it? This is what we call durability. Do you see improvements in clinical outcomes like meeting glycemic targets? Or are people more satisfied, both people with diabetes and clinicians and staff? And then consider meeting with some of the experts in your organization, whether they're the coding folks or the folks who work on the electronic medical record, to see if you can't create some standard operating procedures and some processes to reduce work. So reduce that documentation burden and also look at coding to create a revenue stream. If you don't have access to this type of expertise internally, ADCES can help. Again, there's information in some of the papers I already mentioned. So there's a lot of help, again, here at ADCES on creating these clinical processes and frameworks. And I would say that initially, not everybody needs to be included in the pilot. So choose colleagues who are passionate like you are and open-minded about technology. And then make sure that you've had a hands-on experience with that technology. So ask a rep for an in-service that includes not just information about the technology, but ideally aware and share so that you can have an on-body experience if it's a CGM or a pump, and then finally keep careful records of the progress and the results. And you need to communicate, 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 I cannot say that enough, your success, often enthusiastically to leadership.
0: Anastasia, you actually went through this process yourself, didn't you? I think you had told me that you had started a CGM program in your clinic that had not been there before. Is that right? That's absolutely right. And how did that process go for you? Did it take some time? Were there some stumbling blocks along the way? It did. It
1: did. I started two programs. One was bringing in insulin pump training in-house and the other was CGM. And I will tell you that at first, um, I had to deal with a lot of people saying, no, that'll never work or no, we can't do that or "Or we just don't have the capacity. So um, you have to be a little bit hard-headed, I think. Some of the things that I just mentioned about creating a process getting leadership on your side initially at the outset, and then finding other passionate people. We're a interdisciplinary, multidisciplinary effort in diabetes. And so get people on your team, but you will gain believers because people with diabetes will use these technologies and they will benefit from them and they will come back to clinic and talk about the success they're having. And Another thing that we started certainly was data platforms so we could have objective data during clinical visits. I cannot imagine anyone in the practice where I worked conducting a diabetes visit without that objective data, but you need to get that data platform set up in advance. So um, you might encounter some roadblocks initially, but stay strong and again, communicate your success. And my first success was to show that people were using the CGM And then was to get information on their glycemic outcomes. And finally, there was a lot of provider satisfaction because they were thrilled to
0: have the data to use in clinical care. Yeah, that makes sense. And really knowing that the diabetes care and education specialist is well-equipped to fill this role as the diabetes technology champion and really might be the right person to bring this to administration and say... Look, there's so many benefits of technology. We know technology improves outcomes and really being that advocate and you know that voice just to really get things going.
1: You're so right, Patty. And again, the evidence exists. We know that there is a benefit to using, for example, continuous glucose monitoring. So take that evidence with you to your meeting when you propose uh, setting up a process in your clinic uh, or in your practice. And I think that evidence speaks for itself. And I think most people in diabetes care, when they see the benefit to the person with diabetes, they're going to be on board. And then you can focus on process.
0: Yes. And I think too, for the diabetes care and education specialist, it's so important to believe in yourself and your ability to do this. You know, you've got this, you can do this, and you can be that advocate for the person with diabetes and cardiometabolic conditions to get a technology program going.
1: Absolutely right. Uh, Diabetes care and education specialists spend a lot of time with people with diabetes. They understand issues they might have with using technology. They know a lot of tips and recommendations to keep people using the technology so they can benefit from it. They know how to teach people how to review the data and access the data. And so I really think it's just believing that you are a leader in this role, that you have this knowledge and this expertise. And again, good organizations look for leaders at all levels. They're not just looking at people with titles. And I think seeing yourself in this role, Believing that you can be effective in this role and then stepping into this role really will be met with extraordinary rewards because at the end of the day, it's the person with diabetes who benefits from, frankly, taking that leap of faith, having the courage to step up and say, this is where I can contribute.
0: Absolutely. And even sharing this position statement about the role of the diabetes care and education specialist as a champion of technology integration, sharing that with your administration, with your manager, you know, just getting this out there that, yes, you belong in this role and you are the specialist and the expert.
1: That's absolutely right. And I would say in combination with the evidence, like we've discussed, this position statement and also the other two papers I mentioned earlier that show a fairly clear process. So it's not like you will have to create something from scratch, that there is a clear process endorsed by ADCES and supported with resources like Dana Tech to get started.
0: Yeah. So Anastasia, what other avenues do you think would be useful for demonstrating the value of technology?
1: Hmm. Well, again, we talked about the evidence, but I, I think sometimes seeing is believing. So if you're going to start a pilot project in your clinical practice or in your practice setting, I can't overstate the importance of defining your goals before you start and keeping track of your outcomes. So let's say that you want to set up a data platform to upload devices. So objective data from meters, pumps and CGM, smartphones can be reviewed and used during and in between clinic visits. You can track a lot of things. How many devices are uploaded each week? Providers and staff members. Are they satisfied having this actionable data to use during visits? How many people set up an app on their phone during a given time period? These numbers are powerful. And so you really need to define early, make sure other people are clear on what the goals are, and then communicate your outcomes. The other thing I would say is I would encourage diabetes care and education specialists to pursue research opportunities, to publish, to present their data at conferences or or in print. So gather your data, find a partner, often medical fellows in need to write papers and they need data to do that. So partner with a fellow in your practice, Um, look at smaller studies and and look for funding sources that are within your organization or from an organization affiliated with your profession. For example, one of my earliest grants was from a nursing scholars fund. Um, And that really kind of got me on my way in terms of research. And then submit your data to a conference. Uh, the ADCES conference is coming up. There are a lot of opportunities to share your success. Other people want to learn from you. Writing an article at first might seem overwhelming, so start sharing um, at a conference. And really think every day about how you can overcome inertia on behalf of people with diabetes as a diabetes care and education specialist.
0: These are all wonderful ideas. And, and I might add, too, that you know reaching out to fellows is a great... Idea for partnering too, but you could also reach out through your professional organizations like ADCES to find other interested parties. You could do a collaborative research pilot in a couple different areas. And that's always a possibility too.
1: That's absolutely right. I mentioned earlier the community of interest. A lot of times, if you haven't joined yet, for those of you who are members, you will see people mentioning ideas. It's easy to collaborate through ADCES on the platform. So you can reach out to people. And get involved. You might want to join a subcommittee or a committee, apply to join a committee. I've actually done some writing uh, with people all over the country on technology within ADCES simply because I raised my hand and said, I'm passionate about that too. And we then began to work together.
0: Absolutely, and I guess we really need to state too the value of a mentor. And I, I think within ADCES there are so many diabetes care and education specialists that are so willing to be mentors to other members. So that's always something to keep in mind too. Absolutely right.
1: Again, one of
0: my my
1: passions is uh, not reinventing the wheel. I think in our own practices, in our own diabetes education centers, we often spend a lot of time creating resources or planning processes where there's somebody else doing the same thing. So I would really encourage people to engage with ADCES. I love the idea of finding a mentor within ADCES, and in particular, like-minded individuals who will really fuel your passion and give you energy to keep going when you might hit an obstacle, but also give you ideas that have already been successful somewhere else that you can easily apply in your own setting.
0: Yes. So I guess I really wanted to take a minute here to just say thank you to all of our Diabetes Care and Education Specialist members, and thank you for the work you're doing out there in diabetes technology. We are doing great things in this space, and ADCES supports each and every one of you. Anastasia, did you have any closing thoughts you'd like to share? Yes, I just want to echo what
1: Patty said. The work that is being done out in the community is not unrecognized. I think that this is a time of extraordinary change and extraordinary possibility. So thank you for being sort of on the front lines of that work. Use the resources available. If something has already been done well elsewhere, shamelessly steal and borrow that process and put it into play in your own practice. And again, thank you for the work you do on behalf of people with diabetes. It's really a pleasure of mine to work with people at ADCES and and within the community.
0: Thank you, Anastasia. I have so enjoyed having you as my guest on The Huddle today. Thank you, Patty. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Huddle, Conversations with the Diabetes Care Team. Today we heard from Dr. Anastasia Albanese O'Neill, Nurse Practitioner and Certified Diabetes Care and Education Specialist. Anastasia discussed the importance of the role of the Diabetes Care and Education Specialist as a champion of technology integration and strategies. She provided suggestions and resources to help you grow and excel in this role. Please be sure to check out the show notes for additional resources. Membership at ADCES gives you access to the education, networking and resources to improve your practice and optimize outcomes for your clients. Find out what ADCES can do for you at diabeteseducator.org join. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and may not be appropriate or applicable for your individual circumstances. This podcast does not provide medical or professional advice and is not a substitute for consultation with a healthcare professional. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.